Hey y'all, thank you guys so, so, so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Worlds of Country podcast. I'm your host, Andrew. On today's episode, I'm joined by Jordan James to talk all about his musical journey from LA to Nashville and his new single, Trucking Around, and so much more. Hope you guys enjoy this one. I know I really did talk to you guys on the other side. Hey Jordan, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. What have you been up to lately? Uh, not much, man. Just uh, just doing the daily things this morning, getting a few things done, and uh, filming a few videos. That's about it today. So when did you um, sort of know that music was going to be the path that you wanted to take? Um, so when I was probably four years old, I was in the back of my dad's. He had a little minivan back in the day, and I would sing along the Blue Clear Sky in the back and my dad was like oh he can kind of sing and so he he kind of always pushed me towards music and uh and i went to my first tracking session when i was five years old with uh monty criswell and tony martin and that's kind of that was kind of like the beginning of beginning of the music career so what was it like getting involved so young um it was cool it was just cool to uh to be a part of something and to see it done, you know, at the highest level and just being lucky enough to have someone in my corner that, you know, really loved music and, um, and kind of guided me towards it. Do you feel like getting involved so young sort of helped you navigate things later on? I think the earlier you get into anything, the the easier it is, you know, to, to do it, especially like, like sports, you know, the kids that are around their, around their dad that played professionally or, you know, just starting playing guitar young. It's like, I feel like that, that kind of gave me, you know, a little, not, not head start, but a little bit of a head start. Yeah, for sure. So what would you say was the first big step you took towards, I guess, seriously pursuing music? So when I was 12 years old, I was given the opportunity to, play on Kenny Rogers Christmas tour. I was in choir at my school and my teacher came up to me and she said, Hey Jay, um, we just got an email from Kenny Rogers team and we are looking for kids around the Atlanta, Georgia area to, um, to join his Christmas tour. And I put your name in the hat and you're going to have to do an audition tape and send it in. So at school, we did an audition tape, sent it in and, he ended up picking me and a few other kids to uh, to be a part of his Christmas tour, and that's kind of the that was kind of the first start of singing professionally. Was well, that like one of those moments that still stick out to you as like a highlight? Or? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, it was it was crazy because it was at the Gwinnett Arena, which I think is now the Ascend, or I don't know if it's the Ascend or not. It's it's something like that. But um, it was cool being twelve years old and being put under the stage and then coming out through the stage. And I mean, it was, it was incredible. So you also, you moved out to LA for a while. So what originally drew you to LA and then what drew you back to Nashville after that? So I'll give you the, I'll give you the kind of runaround story. When I was 16, I got picked by David Foster to go on his Hitman tour. And at the time I didn't know who David Foster was. I just was coming up to Nashville every other week to do this show at the Opry Mills Mall. 
and ended up sending in an audition tape to this company called Name Drop. And um, David Foster ended up picking me. And I sang at the Fox Theater with him in Atlanta and then was able to go on the rest of the tour with him, which was crazy. So fast forward, um, I ended up kind of not doing music for a second and just focused on sports in high school. And um, I tried to go to college for a little bit at Kennesaw State and just something was drawing me out to out to Los Angeles at the time. I don't know what it was, but I knew one person there and they were like, hey, you got to come out and and start writing. And so I said, all right, let's do it. And dropped out, called a buddy of mine and we camped across the United States, getting to LA and, um, and yeah, just started hitting the ground running when I got there. What ultimately drew you back to Nashville from LA? So there was a couple that was pretty instrumental in Brett Young's career at the very beginning. And funny enough, I grew up next to them as a kid and her son was coming out to LA. And so we kind of rekindled that friendship and, um, her son said, Hey, we, uh, you need to talk to my mom and dad about the country stuff you've been writing. Cause at the time I stopped doing pop stuff and kind of went back over to country. And, um, I said, okay, sent her some, sent him and her some music and, Within 60 days, they said, you need to move to Nashville. We're going to try and do the exact same thing we did with you, or we did with Brett with you. And I said, okay. So I sold everything I had in LA and did the same thing, came right back across the country. <laughs> How difficult of a decision was it to sort of leave that all behind? You know what? I It really wasn't that difficult of a, of a decision. I think, you know, in a in a career at any point, you got to take risk. So at that point in my career, I was, I was like, you know what, if this is going to pay off, I've got to go all in and just do it. So, um, it actually was a pretty easy decision for me to get back to Nashville. So how long had you been in LA at that point? Uh, I was there five years. Yeah. So what would you say is the biggest difference between the two scenes in terms of like the people involved and that kind of deal? Um, I mean, they're similar in ways. Um, I think the writing in Nashville is a little bit more storytelling and cares more about the lyric. And in LA, it was more melody driven and, and production driven, which is fine. I mean, each each their own. Do you feel like sort of you've been able to, since you've come back, sort of merge those two worlds together? And what yeah. you do, or so I've I, I have a lot of elements of not really pop in my music, but there's some elements of of kind of where I grew up. I mean, I grew up listening to like Glenn Campbell, The Temptations, Motown, like that kind of stuff, and then kind of transitioned into newer country and and like Justin Timberlake and that kind of stuff. So I definitely think there's a little bit of blend in in the new sound, but uh, but yeah. So how, what was it like for you to sort of carve out and develop the sound that you have now. And it took me a while. I, uh, I was doing pop for a little bit and then I met these two guys, Jason Evigan and Gian stone, and they were instrumental in, in kind of getting me back to my, my roots. And they sat me down and they said, Hey, we'd love to have you come over to the studio and produce some country stuff for you. Um, let's just 
come in, work, try and get some country stuff. And it ended up just kind of, kind of happening organically. It wasn't like one moment where it sort of just clicked. It was just more of a natural evolution. Um, I think the moment it clicked was when I had a writer's retreat in Kentucky. It was me, Gian Stone, Jesse Lee, um, my buddy Dave. We started writing this song the first day. Y'all come back now. And that's when everything just kind of clicked. It was like, okay, here's the sound. We got it. Like that finally we've, we've found where we want to be. So. So how would you describe that sound for people that may not have heard you before? Um, it's not really pop. I'd say it's like country for the 21st century. You know, it's just like, it's, it's a little bit new age country, but you still have that same, you still have some elements of that old country feel in there. Just a little bit more, uh, pop sensibilities it's a little more modern a little bit more modern yeah yeah so what would you say have been some of the the bigger lessons that you've learned along this musical journey of yours man i've <laughs> <laughs> that one gets everyone. <laughs> yeah man i don't know if i can really pinpoint uh, a lesson i think i think the biggest lesson that i've learned is just showing up is just just being there, just working hard and showing up. That's it. Yeah. A majority of the battle is just, just being there. A hundred percent. Yeah. Or physically or mentally. Yeah. Yep. No matter what it is, just show up. So then on the flip side of the lesson, what would you say has been the, the biggest challenge for you? Biggest challenge. I think the biggest challenge for me was trying to solidify a sound. Because when I moved to LA, I was doing demos for like Jason Derulo and Chris Brown and like, you know, all, all those guys. And so I could do pop, but I didn't love it. So that was, that was probably the hardest thing was trying to figure out what is my sound. It took me, I mean, it took me five, six years to, to really realize what it was. You have to find what what it is that spoke to you at the end of the day. Exactly, exactly. Because if I wasn't passionate about it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go after it. Yeah, and it's hard to sell something you don't believe in at the end of the day. Also, yeah, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very difficult. <laughs> yeah. So, um, your new single, um, "Trucking Around." Could you um tell us the story behind that one and? How it came together. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I was in the studio with uh, Greg Bates and Jeff Garrison, two of my dear friends here in Nashville. And I went in with an idea and we were trying to, we were trying to come up with this serious idea and do a love song. And it was just one of those days where it just wasn't really working. We were all bouncing around and um, Jeff looks at me mid session. He goes, Hey, Jay, do you want to write something kind of fun and stupid? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, absolutely. I'd love to. And he, uh, he said, I have this idea I want to do. It's called trucking around. I was like, I'm in, I'm sold. Like, yeah, yes. <laughs> I said, if country music didn't need another truck song anyways, there's <laughs> never enough. <laughs> never enough, man. <laughs> So um, do you normally like land on that, I guess you called it stupid fun kind of side, or are you more 
<laughs> are you do you normally sort of go towards the more serious stuff? You know, I think there needs to be a healthy balance of of the both. You know, there's there's your chilling on the water songs and then there's your country music sad song and love songs, you know. I think I think everybody needs that. Yeah, that's kind of the the good thing about country music is you could kind of have all of that within one place. Exactly. Exactly. So was trucking around one you sort of knew you wanted to cut right away, or was it one that sort of grew on you? It kind of grew on me. We uh we did a production of it that day, ended up turning it in, and the team really loved it. Everybody loved it. And I don't know, I'm hard headed, so I don't know. It was just like one of those things. I was like, I don't know, man. Maybe we'll do it. And then I got a text from my publisher and she said, Hey, have you listened to trucking around in a while? And I said, no, I haven't. Um, but I'll put it on. So I I was driving down music row and I put trucking around on, I was like, Oh snap. That's, that's kind of good. So I I turned it back into my management team and they were like, dude, we've, we've got to produce this and put it out. So I was like, all right. And I mean, that was probably four or five months later after writing it. (laughs) Are you typically someone who sort of knows right away or are you someone who likes to let them marinate a little bit? You know, I'm, I'm kind of both. Sometimes I'll have songs that I really, really love right off the bat. And sometimes, you know, like I'll listen to a song on Spotify by somebody and I'll be like, I don't really like it right this second. And then I'll be singing in my head a week later and be like, Oh man, I love this song. So it's it, it's kind of both ways. I feel like as an artist, you kind of you kind of live in that world anyways of like, man, I love this. And then like, oh, man, I hate this. But do I but do I hate it? I kind of like it. <laughs> you kind of got to catch it in the right mood also. Yeah, literally. Like if the song catches us in the right mood, then we're hooked. It, and otherwise, we're kind of, eh. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um. Also, the, the better songs that you write, do you feel like those are the ones that sort of flow out right away, or are they more of a, a tortured process for you? You know, I feel like um, the simpler the writing process, the better the songs, for, for me personally. Um, I know a lot of people that, that do it the opposite and have, you know, go back and edit and go back and edit and go back and edit. And I mean, we do that too, um, but I feel like, when an idea is coming out, the easier it is for it to come out, I feel like the better the song is. Yeah, the more natural it feels, the more natural it will sound, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. So um, what's next for you? What's next? Um, we got a song coming out in a few months. We've got a few shows coming up. Um, Got a show in St. Louis. We got a show in uh, where else? St. George, Utah. Got a show in Seaside, um, and then we're doing a few things around Nashville. But uh, but yeah, that's kind of what's next for us. Still writing, still producing, still doing all that stuff. But uh, but yeah, all the fun stuff. <laughs> fun stuff. But it was four by four Laying back on all the stars When now this truck bed Feels a whole lot bigger Without her in my arms Now I'm just burning her up 
up and thinking of and knowing that she's riding around in somebody else's car. Cause she ain't trucking around no more me. She said goodbye to my old bench seat switch gets for a man with a photo stand, a five-year plan and a push stone key. This old boy used to be what she needed. Push this pick up and pick up the pieces. Just like the mud on these tires, it ain't that hard to say. She ain't trucking around no more with me. She used to love climbing up his trucks in the thirties. Yes, he did. But now she's with him in a band's all man. She to me dirty. Story about that bridge. <laughs> I saw you start laughing during that bridge, bro. That was so funny. <laughs> that's 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 the highlight there. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny when we uh, when we wrote that bridge, we turned it in, and the team was like, "Oh man, I don't know if we can. Uh, I don't know if we can put that on the record." And I said. That means we're definitely putting it on the record. <laughs> and I played it live a few no, times. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And uh, we played it live a few times. And uh, it was funny. People were coming up at the end like, oh, man, we love that bridge. That Like the little rap part thing. Like, man, we love that. And I was like, all right, that sounds good. We're keeping it in. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time for this. Man, of course. Yeah, thanks for having me. I, I appreciate you having me on. Hey, y'all. Thank you guys so, so, so much again for tuning in. If you liked what you heard from Jordan, be sure to go check him out on all social media platforms and go check out his music wherever you listen to music. If you liked what you heard from the podcast, be sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening and go check us out on social media at Worlds of Country on all platforms. Thank you guys so much for listening. Talk to you guys next week.